0: Love chatting to our next guest on the country, although I do battle with his surname. Let me have a crack at it. He's from Rabobank's Sydney office. He's their grains expert. His name is Dennis. That's the easy part. Now, here's the challenging bit. Uh, Wozniacinski. How did I go, Dennis? Perfect. We'll take that. Don't ask me to repeat it. Now, the interesting thing about you is, as I said, you're the RapoBank grains expert. In your spare time, Dennis, this is like a busman's holiday. Uh, You're in the process (laughs) of researching how the grain industry functions during world wars. You are obviously very well qualified to talk to us today about what's happening in this Russian-Ukraine conflict, especially in getting that grain out through the Black Sea. Away you go. Yes, that's
1: right. Uh, so what what has happened since July 17th is Russia didn't renew the grain corridor. The grain corridor was basically a deal between Russia, Ukraine, Turkey, and the UN, where they allowed or Russia allowed by signing up Ukrainian grain shipments to move from their deep sea ports, which accounted for anywhere from 30 to 50 percent of its exports on any given month, and move that through Turkey. It got checked there to make sure it was only carrying grain. It got inspected by, uh, by by Russian personnel, Ukraine personnel from the UN and then it moved to international markets now that went on for quite some time it was signed back in 2022 uh, and then Russia didn't resign it on July 17th. so we saw initially a slight increase in price uh, and then we saw a bombardment of Ukrainian ports and a lot of damage to Ukrainian ports those black sea ports and then the market realized okay look Russia's probably not coming back for the grain deal this likely means that we're gonna have a lot more volatility in pricing and then in addition to that the only main avenues except for the black Sea ports, were the danube river system rail and road uh and that danube river system in the southwest of ukraine to get grain out of the country uh that was also actually uh recently uh saw saw quite significant damage so the market's been very volatile uh the main avenues have been impacted over the last couple of weeks uh, and and that's where we are now the prices peaked so global chicago border trade wheat prices peaked around 20 percent above uh, the last trading day before July 17th. Uh, and now they're kind of hovering around where they were just before um, that grain deal was not resigned. So a lot of volatility ahead, I think.
0: So let's just put p- some perspective around this, Dennis. What percentage of the world world's grain exports is U- Ukraine responsible for?
1: So before the war started, it was around 10%, and Russia accounted for 20%. So quite substantial. It's similar, not exactly the same, but similar in terms of size, for example, for Australian exports. We account anywhere for wheat for 8 to 12% of global exports. It differs in the year, of course, depending on how much we produce.
0: So Russia, I take it, can still get their grain out. How do they get theirs out? Do they whip it over to Vladivostok?
1: Uh, so they no no they get it out of the Black Sea as well. They before the grain deal was even signed, Russia had continued to export. So there, for them, it wasn't a physical war issue that was causing any slowdown of their exports. It was, for example, payment issues. So they were disconnected from the SWIFT system, which is an interbank payment system. That's part of the sanctions. Uh, and for them that caused a bit of a slowing of exports and during the grain corridor it did get some exemptions from sanctions uh, that now may be going away so in theory those exports may slow again Uh, for now they're going okay though.
0: Dennis could there be a silver lining and I'm drawing a long bow here but could there be a silver lining in this cloud for say New Zealand dairy farmers if international grain prices go up we're mainly grass fed here northern hemisphere grain fed could that play into our hands?
1: Oh, look, that, That's a tricky one. I won't uh, go into the space of my colleague, the the dairy analyst, but uh, in, in terms of grain prices, what we can expect is more volatility moving forward. I think a lot of people look at the last two years or you know what, ever since COVID started, and they go, okay, soon enough, we'll go back to what it used to be, where we didn't have any significant volatility, but Look, the the, the world's a different place to what we saw before COVID and before the war in Ukraine started, and I think that's something we have to get used to, whether that's trying to manage your risk better as a farmer uh, or or, or other strategies. But I think we have to be aware at least that this volatile world that we're in, it's it's not really going back to what it was.
0: Yep, the world is a troubled place. Hey, Dennis Mm. Wojnisinski out of Sydney, great to chat to you. Always enjoy your company here on the country.
1: And thank you.